Welcome back to the show after the show, Public Health Plus. I'm MJ. And I'm Cass. I am privy to a lot of conversations between physicians. And there are a lot of conversations that they have that makes me question myself because they will be talking about, hey, have you heard this physician? Oh, yeah, like he totally messed this up. Like he made a huge mistake. And I can't say too much details, but the errors they'd be talking about is like really egregious. This is not a case of like, oh, there's like a slip up with a note or whatever. These are like very, very egregious things that if it wasn't for another resident or if it wasn't for another nurse, something terrible could have happened. But obviously people were there to prevent it from happening. And the theme is always like, you know, why don't you guys report it? And to be fair, I guess they're in a very difficult position that it's hard for them to report anything. Yeah, it would be like, you know, thinking about an analogy. This is maybe not exactly parallel because it's unlikely that the research that most of the faculty are doing in the School of Public Health like are, is going to get somebody killed. But it could. Who knows? Right. But it would be like if, a let's say, a, a graduate student, a PhD student who's working as a research assistant saw somebody make like just violating ethics for the research project, for example, they may be in a challenging position to say something to either the PI as the researcher or to somebody else because their ability to be successful in their PhD program is partially dependent upon that researcher. So there's a substantial power differential. So between residents and attendings, for sure, like you need to be mindful of that. So not that it's an excuse, but it, it's important context. Yeah. I know. And I, this is something I guess I sort of want to pick your brains about because I'm so conflicted in this because on one hand, I think this is the reason why bad things happen all the time is because people don't really address it. People like keep it as gossip instead of actually talking about it and bringing it up so you can prevent future things from happening. But on the other hand, I can imagine in their position that it's very hard to say something in their position. And I don't know, like this is something that I don't really have an answer to, like how to fix culture issues like this. Well, nobody wants to end up as an M&M. Yeah. Right? Like nobody wants to end up as somebody where there was a mistake made or even a mistake caught. Mm -hmm. And then you have to stand up in front of all of your peers and talk through all of the issues and the mistakes and what happened and why. And, you know, that's, I'm sure that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I've never been privy to an M&M, but I see them on medical shows all the time. And I imagine (laughs) it would be a very uncomfortable experience. Yeah, it would be. And this is where sort of tying it back to the the main episode. This is where I think having a culture change is important, but in the absence of culture change, or maybe in order to get to a place of culture change, you need a anonymous system to report near misses. So in the aviation industries, we talked about if something bad almost happens, but something prevents it, there is a system that you can report into, not about blame, but hey, This was a circumstance. This is the thing that almost happened. This is how it was prevented or identified. And we need to sort of be mindful of this. If that same system was in place and it was focused on reducing the likelihood of that happening again, as opposed to a punitive response, that might help people feel more comfortable reporting those things. But if there's no system, again, that power differential could make it less likely that people would report yeah. because like, well, I don't want to be the one who gets that person in trouble or I don't want to get in trouble. And so having that anonymous system might help. But, you know, a lot of times it's very easy to figure out who like snitched because of the group is so small. That's why the anonymous system, because then it could have been anybody. Even if it's anonymous, you can do like process of elimination, I guess. But anyway. That's fair. Yeah, because, you know, depending on who was in the room with you. Yeah. Anyway, being privy to so many of these like gossips between physicians, like it just made me realize like how unique of a 
culture they have, and then they gossip a lot about things that they've seen. Right while they're while they're working. To be fair, I'm sure most professionals gossip with、That's、other、true. professionals. So I'm sure like car mechanics are are shooting the breeze、yeah. with each other too. So, <laughs> so I guess what makes medicine different is that the stakes are just higher in medicine. So that that's fair. Their gossip seems a lot weirder than car mechanic gossips because when they gossip about things like someone was hurt. Could have been seriously injured. I don't know. I don't really have a point to this bonus. Just sort of bring out that the culture issue that they identified two decades ago is very much still here. Like people talk about egregious mistakes all the time, but they don't necessarily have the capacity or have the support to report those things, and therefore it just stays under the radar. Like they have this thing. Oh my god! I don't know if I can say this. So there's a scheduler for operations, big academic hospitals. There's many operations going on at once, and there is a group of people that's. Their job is to in charge of scheduling which operating room gets what operations, right? And there is a list of these physicians can't work together. Oh wow! And then there have been many cases where they change the schedule for the entire day just to avoid two people working together. Yeah, you know, personal dynamics and character clashes are common, but in a situation like this where somebody's life is at stake, I mean, it's understandable that they might rearrange the whole schedule. But I was also going to raise, you know, we've been. Talking today predominantly about sort of physicians talking to each other and and power differentials that might impact the likelihood somebody re- would report, but we didn't even talk about the power differential between nurses and physicians、yes. or nurses aides and physicians or you know social workers whoever like all of these other folks who may be seen as having less power and less authority right and nurses have a ton of responsibility and very little autonomy and authority to to do things and if they see something which you know if you want to take care of people like if you're saying I want to go be a doctor because I want to take care of people you should really be a nurse <laughs> but they aren't sort of given the same level. Of respect and maybe even less likely to report some negative incident that they saw that could have harmed a patient. Simply because they know that maybe nothing will get done, right? So, well, yeah, and you don't want you know physicians screaming at you or throwing things at you in the operating room because you called them out for something potentially dangerous, which. Is a legit thing that happened. Yeah, definitely more frequent in the past. Thankfully, things are changing. But like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, things are changing, but at a snail's pace. Like these culture issues are very difficult to change. And hopefully, one day we'll get to the point where you no longer have to gossip about egregious mistakes that someone made. You can sort of just address it from a system levels, you know, without individual blame. Well, you might still gossip about it, but you're going to do something. You're going to do something it, about、too. it instead of just be like, oh, okay, oh,、well, that's that. Well, I think you know, again. Th- Going back to the main episode where we talked about measuring things, you know, a lot of people talk about well, we need to change the culture. Yeah. The problem with that is you first have to know what the culture is. You have to measure it in order to be able to know if you're changing it. Because if you just put interventions in place, you don't know if you're actually making an impact. And so, I think some of the slowness that may be frustrating has at least something to do with the fact that we had to develop good measures and scales for culture. We had to understand, you know, can we measure this thing so that when we do try to make changes, we can see if we're having a, a positive impact or not. Yeah. And again, this is an uphill battle that we have to keep fighting for、uh, to change the culture, to turn the culture around. And I, I just want to end on this note so that yeah, I don't get in too much trouble.、Uh, which is most of the time things are going fine. Most of the times, nothing happens. They're very good at their jobs. You're in good hands most of the time. When people gossip, it's about like the very rare occasions that something terrible happens. But as we discussed, even one is one too many, and which is why. 
this is a, something that we need to talk about. So rest assured, you're going to be okay <laughs> if you go to the hospital. You're going to scare people away from seeking care. Good yeah, job. They're doing a great job. So good job, residents. Thank you for listening to Public Health Plus, the show after the show. You can expect these more spicy and opinionated episodes every Monday. If you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us immensely and spread the word about the show. Join us every Thursday for our main episodes. And remember, everything is public health. Everything is public health.